0: Luke chapter 2, verse number 6. And so it was that while they were there, the days were accomplished that she should be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And uh, I I do have, I guess it's a Christmas title today. Uh, I want to talk to you from this thought. A barn, a box, and a baby. A barn, a box, and a baby. Let's pray one more time. Father, thank you for your word. It's wonderful. Your word's so awesome. I pray you'll talk to us today. Let us receive what you want us to. Uh, Lord, I pray that I would be able to get out of the way and that, that you would minister through me exactly what you once said. Nothing more and nothing less. God, God, have your way today. We thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Everybody said Amen. And you can be seated. Uh you may have sent out a Christmas card. You may have received Christmas cards already. You have certainly seen manger scenes that uh, that depict that baby. G- in fact, there's one right there. There he is in in that manger. Uh, we 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 con- convolute things a lot. I. Uh, you, you'll see those manger scenes with the wise men gathered around there, around the manger. And uh, it's probably that's not how it happened. And, and, and I like this, this is a pretty good picture. Some of them, the, the, Jesus is there laying in a barn that's absolutely pristine. You know, there's, there's no mess. I don't know about anybody else. I, I know for myself, I have been in a number of barns. And uh, they, they, they don't look real nice usually. On the inside. Uh, in fact, my, my baby girl and me, we were uh, taking care of my brother's herd yesterday. Uh, he's got a couple hundred head we were feeding, and, and we had to kick some of them out of the barn, let some others come in to get fed, and the mud was about, yay, Depend. Whenever I say mud, you understand. Uh. And, uh, and and so we were we were kicking these cattle out to bring the new ones in, and and she was enthusiastic and she was a great helper yesterday, and and she got out there and she had her rubber boots on that had little ponies on them or something and little pink ponies and and, uh, and she was going down through there and I heard like she was about to take a spill, and and, and it was close brother Pat, <clears throat> Whoo! because I didn't want to have to make her ride in the back of the truck all the way home, so I sure am (laughs) glad she didn't fall down. Uh, Barns are are messy places. Uh, Whether, and and you you can draw your own opinion on this, whether Jesus was born in a barn, some people say a stable, Uh, other people teach that it was probably a cave where they would have kept the animals. I don't know where it was, but I, I know what trafficked there because there, there, was, there was what I would call a feed bunk. There was a manger there. There would have been animals around, and animals bring a mess. Uh, it's certain that they didn't stay there very long. Uh, probably the first opportunity that they had to find other lodging or to skip town, I'm sure that they did, because uh, a barn is just not a really good place to, uh, to, for long-term accommodations. And I think sometimes we... We focus on this manger scene and and how great it is that our our Savior came and and that, that he was he he started there at such a a, a humble beginning. But I, I think that uh, maybe sometimes we put too much emphasis on on the barn. It's it's kind of like kinda like I know I know you parents can identify with this. Uh, you 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 get your two or three year old. You might get him a, a truck. And brother Kevin already knows where I'm going here because you you spent time as a parent. Wave at me, moms, if you spent time you 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 wrapped that thing, and and when they're two or three years old, you you have to coax them into unwrapping that thing, right? Like it's almost like you have to teach them. Come on off there because I want to see your response when you, you, I got you a big Tonka dump truck and I want to see their response when they take this thing out of the box and and so we finally get that thing unwrapped and pull it out of the box and and tell me what is it that they want to play with? The box! I don't know what it is about children and Maybe even adults, and you'll see where I'm going here in just a moment. That we want to focus on the box instead of on the gift. Uh, Bible says John came preaching. John uh, John's name actually means the gift of God. John was born and uh, and, he, and he was hid in the in the desert. And then he came and preached and. Jesus said John was the greatest preacher uh, to ever live. And and as John preached, uh, he he said things like, There is one that is coming after me. The the buckle of his shoe, I am not worthy to unloose. And uh, uh, John, or Luke chapter 15, or sorry, Luke 3 and 15, John's preaching along, and, and people are wondering, John, are you the Messiah? And John understood their thoughts, and John said, uh, I am not the Christ. He said, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I cometh, the latches of whose shoes I am not worthy to unloose. He is coming with a gift. He shall baptize you. with Now, now hold on just a second. I want you to understand this. John, we call him John the Baptist. John said, I came to baptize. That's my assignment. I came to preach and I came to baptize. I mean, you know he's baptizing people when his last name is The Baptist. Okay, And so John said, I came to baptize you, but there is one coming after me that has a different purpose. He has a different purpose for coming. Let me tell you His purpose. He shall baptize you, not with water, but He's going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want you to get this understanding today. That Jesus, as a newborn babe in that manger, He was God's gift to mankind I, I, we, we can all agree on that but that was not his ultimate purpose his ultimate purpose was not to uh, just be the child of Joseph and Mary, it was not just to astound the, the lawyers, the Pharisees in the temple, his ultimate purpose was not just to multiply loaves and fishes and feed the multitudes it wasn't to lay hands on the blind and the sick and see them recover it was not to restore the leper his ultimate purpose was that he came that you and I I could receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. He came, he died on a cross and we sung about it. The veil was torn from top to bottom, but that was not his ultimate goal. It was that we could receive God's ultimate gift, which is his presence living on the inside of us. It is the will of God that we be baptized with the Holy Ghost and be filled with joy. We sung that song, I hope you sung along, joy to the world. That's really what Jesus came to give. He really came to give joy to the world. I'll just just say it out loud. Want you to say it with me. Joy to the world. Not just joy to the worthy, not just joy to the chosen, not just He came that we all might have joy. Jesus said this, "Come unto me." All who labor and are heavy laden. And I will give you rest. That's not I'm going to give you a nap. That's not I'm going to give you a a respite from the things of life. He said, I'm going to give you rest. Well, what is the rest? Isaiah said... He he said, with stammering lips and with another tongue, will I speak to this people? And this is the rest wherewith ye may cause the weary to rest. The rest that God wants to give us is the joy and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. That's God's ultimate gift. The Holy Ghost is God's gift to us. There is joy. Somebody say it again. There's joy. All right. So so I I, I got I got tons of scripture. I promise you. I have I have tons of verses. But this is what this is what I, I'm not going to preach very long. Promise. <laughs> now, notice I didn't say that in the mic, so there's no evidence that this is what I want us to understand. Is that that gift that came to a manger and a barn did not care about the barn that it was in. Let me, let me say it this way. The surroundings. The the box. Can I say that? The box that the gift was delivered in made no difference to him. You go catch up here in just a minute. You'll catch up here in just a minute. How many of you have been in a barn? Oh yeah. Now okay, I gotta talk to you for just a second, because Brother Ben, there are some times that, that a barn is pleasant to be in. I'm telling you what. One of my favorite, one of my favorite smells in the whole world, is to get up in a in a barn where they're just storing hay, not the recycled hay, but just the hay. Uh, you know, in 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 the winter time, and that hay's been sitting. In, and that's a wonderful that's a wonderful thing, but that's not the picture that we get about Jesus. There, you know, whenever. Uh, if you drove here, whatever vehicle you drove here on, when you got on the parking lot, uh, you shut it off and, and the exhaust stopped coming out of the back end of it. But, but the stuff that they rode, when they, when they parked it in the parking garage, you didn't get to shut it off and the exhaust didn't stop coming out of the, the back of it. And so, 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 so where, where Jesus was born... There were likely spider webs that were there were up here. There, there probably were were mice and bugs and, and, and all kinds of filthy things and that stuff that comes out of the, the 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 you know the back end of a northbound mule. All that mess there. But when Jesus came there, it didn't matter what it looked like before it became the house of the living God. And I will tell somebody today that you don't have to be perfect. You, you can have a mess going on in your life. You, you... Let me tell you why Jesus wasn't born in the inn. Because there wasn't room for Him in the inn. But He'll show up wherever somebody <laughs> makes room for Him. If it's a barn, if it's a stable, if it's a cave, if it's some place where there's a mess, it's a wreck, it's, it's a disaster, that's okay. If you say, Jesus, there's room for you here. He said, you know what, I think I'll come in and I'll make this the house of God. I'll make this my abode. I will make this my home. All oh, you need to understand today, we can get so preoccupied with the box. We can get so preoccupied with, I, I gotta get this right, I gotta get this right, and then I'll come to God. No! If you'll say, Jesus, I'm making room for you right now, He'll make His abode. Oh, I want you to understand. I'm not gonna preach anymore. will not you stand to your feet. I want you to stand right now, will you clap your hands and lift your voice unto a God that loves you. I want to preach to you today so strong and tell you we cannot have the attitude that says, I'll get good and then I'll get God. We gotta have an understanding that says, if I get God, He'll help me get good. if we're waiting to get good to get God we're putting faith in us instead of faith in him and we're never going to be saved having faith in our own abilities having faith in our own strength having faith in our own discipline having faith in our own flesh we'll never make it we've got to surrender and say Jesus I'm a mess Jesus I can't get it fixed Jesus I can't get it right on my own I need you Ah. <sighs> 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 throw your hands in the air for a moment let the Holy Ghost settle upon you <clears throat> my, God. my God we worship you in this place my God we adore you in this place my God <clears throat> Joseph and Mary found their way into a place because it had open doors for them to stay. Because it had an open place. It had room. I I preached to this church years and years and years ago. This title. What's in your inn? Because evidently there was something in the inn that had crowded out Jesus. I don't know who was in the inn. I don't know what was going on. You know, it astounds me. Do you think the God of all creation is going to be born? Brother Brad, do you think that this whole inn being full took him off guard? Like, man, we thought Joseph and Mary were going to get to town. There was going to be a a jacuzzi suite there for him. You know, don't you think that... Oh man, the inn's full. Legion of carpenter angels show up. Put up a Hilton. Oh, I feel this so strong right now. Do you know why there wasn't room in the inn? Because that's not where he wanted to be. He didn't want to be in the place it was all cleaned up. He was making a statement. He wasn't looking for a place that was all cleaned up, that was, that was all prepared. He was looking for a place that the focus was on Him. On. And the glory wasn't about the box. The glory was about the gift. So here's your altar call this morning. I want you to come to the front of this church. If you're willing to say, God, I don't want the focus to be on me. I want it to be on you. There's been times I've been trying to do this on my own and I forgot about the gift. It's your gift, oh God. Oh. We, get so, we get so focused on the box. We get so focused on the barn. We get so focused on the baby that we forget that He came to give us the greatest gift of all mankind. Oh God. God, I I, I'm, not, I'm not preaching against gifts at Christmas. I hope you understand that. I'm preaching against we focus on us way too much. It's all about you, Jesus. It's all about you, Jesus. If you're in this altar today, if you if come here with a desire today, I, I, I want us to all do this. I want you to close your eyes. And I want us to begin right now to ask Jesus, are there some things in me that have crowded you out? Are there things in my mind that I have allowed to live in my mind that, that has crowded you out? Are there things, oh God, Are there thing, are, is there pride that I've held on to that has kept me from receiving everything that you want me to have? That has kept me from receiving you? Is, is there, you know, you don't have to have it all fixed. You don't have to have it all figured out. But you do have to have a desire to say, God, I need you to help me fix it. I need you to... I can't do it on my own. I can't do it on my own. So I want us right now, with your your eyes closed, I want you to begin to ask Him those questions. And you already know the answer, most likely. And so if if there's stuff, you need to repent. God, I'm sorry. I have allowed this wrong mindset. I have been trying to do this on my own. I have put all the emphasis on my ability. I put all the emphasis on, on my ability to reform or my ability to be strong my ability to provide my ability. I put all this emphasis on me but it's all about you, Jesus. Oh God, I don't want to focus on the box I don't want to focus on the barn I want to focus on you. And if you said those things something like that and you've been sincere I wish you'd lift your hands right now and just open the door allow God to come in. Reche.